Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Feed Me Your Construction Content. I am Carolyn McMahon. And I'm Joshua McMahon. Welcome back. I know I always say that, but I just don't know what else to say. <laughs> I think it's I think it's perfect, but it's your charm. <laughs> That's right. So listen, last week we had Luke Hill on. So that was fun to kind of catch up with Luke. But a lot of things have been happening for us in the last two weeks. It was a lot of fun to catch up with Luke. It was a lot of fun to talk about the recruiting, the quiet hiring, the quiet quitting, some of the nonsense that's going on in the industry today, some frustrations that we have with the hiring process and things that we think we could all be better at. I thought it was a really good episode. Tons of fun to do. If you didn't make time to listen to it, I suggest you do. But this week's not about last week. What are we doing this week, Bill? <laughs> yeah, we, we are moving forward. So last two week update. So we are officially dun, da, 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 landowners. Yes. Um, I joked with our friend Jeff Hall that we were land barons. <laughs> That sounds really fancy, but we own our little slice of heaven in Goochland, Virginia. So we're very excited about that and try not to be too scared about the balloon payment at the end. You know, gee, if you don't build a house and you don't do all these things and, you know. What does that mean? Well, it means balloon payments mean that you'd have to pay the whole nut at the end of the, the 12 months. (laughs) <laughs> no, come on now. You signed in about 80 places that you understood that. <laughs> I was just signing. So in 12 months, we got to come up with the 100 grand to, to pay off the that's loan. That's right. That's right. It's a <laughs> it's a balloon payment on land. So, you know, again, our journey was to roll that in into our construction loan and then update today. So, gosh, lots of good stuff today that we got approved for our construction loan. And then we, you know, we're warned, don't open any credit or do anything spend any money or have any fun in 12 months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't say you can't have fun. They okay, just said fine. no open credit. Don't open any more credit. And I'm like, well, what about all our existing credit? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so anyway, so lots of good stuff. Um, we're just waiting for a closing date, which we anticipate in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, very exciting stuff. So that'll get our construction loan kicked off. That'll roll the land loan into the construction loan. So we'll just have one loan to pay back. And we're off and running. Yep. So you have been working diligently trying to get all of the stuff teed up to apply for a permit. Lots of things. Yeah. Once we closed on the land, I started working hard on that with while working a full-time job, which has made it a little bit more challenging to, say, make phone calls during the day to just get information and so burning the midnight oil. That's right. You know, Goochland County has an online portal, which has been helpful. Yes. Um, we are doing our souls report and testing next week. I believe that's the last document we need to submit the permit application. Yeah. So good stuff. So God's going to come plug a bunch of holes in the ground. And tell us our dirt is good. Do is well. It's better than having, I don't know, good dirt. That sounds good. Yeah, it's very good. It's good, right? It could be expensive if it's bad. <laughs> Great beams in the middle of a house is uh, very expensive. Yeah, but we're not going to think that way. We have good dirt. Oh, we have very good dirt. If, if we don't, we know how to work around it. We'll, Been there, done that. We'll just deal with it. So we get to um, tromp through our land this weekend, weather permitting, and state the house. So I know what that means. I've just never seen it. Yeah, it's pretty basic. I mean, we're just going to go out there and just get a really good feel of where we want the house with we'll put four grade sticks in the in the ground say you know three feet beyond what we we think the house build is going to be just to kind of get a feel for where the house sits and 
then it also marks for the individual doing the soil report to come out and know where to, to drill his holes to, okay, ch- to sure. test the dirt. So there, babe, there's your house. It's four corners. Can't you see it? Yep. Then you'll have the vision. Once I stick those four <laughs> grade sticks in the ground and put some spray paint on the ground, you'll know. <laughs> it's you know, magic. It Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's becoming more real, though. Exactly. I'm, I'm getting excited. Some, um, we're continuing to get vendors teed up, tightened up, really digging in into the estimate mm-hmm. and understanding things. You know, like we even did the exercise of checking the windows and making sure that the windows were were correct and, and nothing was missed because, you know, you have all the faith in the world of somebody and they're like, oh, well, this wasn't on your bid. Well, I gave you the plans. You said it was. Yeah. So I think it's good to do your due diligence and check. A couple of things that we're waiting for budget updates on. Yeah. Windows. We had three different ideas on windows. So three different manufacturers, white on white windows, black on black, black on the outside, black on the inside. Black on the outside, white on the inside. So really diving into all three of those quotes and saying, what do we really need? Is black windows look really good, but is it more of a fad? And will we regret it in two years? Do we go with white because it's timeless? So, you know, really diving into that. And then, like Carolyn said, really checking the dimensions on the bid as well. So, yeah, you trust your suppliers, but trust but verify. Trust but verify. And and I had no idea that there were so many window combinations, and uh, it's good. So Josh and I, you know, do have um, some struggles sometimes with design eye, and you know, we'll go down this path. And he's like, I need to stop. You're the designer. Just I need to stop. Well, it's understanding each other's working genius <laughs> and really leaning into one another's genius and saying, "Hey, designing and coming up with crazy ideas for how the house looks frustrates the living hell out of me." I'm getting out of your lane. No, well, don't ask for my opinion. Just tell me what you think looks good, <laughs> and I'm going to say you're damn right. Let's do it. Yeah. So my, I think my problem is asking your opinion, and I shouldn't do it. <laughs> you don't need to ask my opinion because I trust your design. I know you're going to give us the the right product and the right look. I don't second guess it. Just well, like you don't second guess my building. Much. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we're, we're, we're tightening that up again, trying to, um, that'd be a great poll, you know, fashion and, and trends and things like that. I mean, I know some people who still are all in on that, uh, modern farmhouse, black windows, white trim. Now, listen, I love it too. I'm just afraid. I'm very afraid. Cause I know some folks were like, if I see one more freaking <laughs> white farmhouse with black windows, I'm just going to, I don't know, I'm going to go off the rails. So tell me what you think, folks. You know, I'll try not to be an asshole, get lots of opinions and then do what I want anyway. (laughs) But um, it's possible. So again, checking off those things, um, tightening up some framing numbers, uh, still waiting on some tile numbers and install, um, which is a big portion of it, you know, kitchens and baths. So we really want those areas to shine. Has to shine. The kitchens and baths sell houses right and this is our this is our dream home so you want to walk in there and say wow what a great kitchen well thought out that's that's what i'm thinking so i've added a couple little things it's funny when you're in the kitchen and bath industry and all these new things come out gosh there's just this amazing little you know pull out cutlery thing (laughs) 
It's a it's a little organizer, like suspended cups and a knife, you know, block. And I've got to have it. It doesn't matter how much it costs. You know, I told a buyer about a year ago, I'm like, I think I just need to burn my house down just to get this <laughs> in my kitchen. So I'm going to have it, damn it. It's something you use every day. And when you, if you're making a purchase on an upgrade in your home, and it's something you use often, you want it to be organized, you want it to be neat, you want to know where to find it. You will never think about how much you paid for something. Nope. So we shouldn't worry about that. No, I'm excited. It's it's a it's gonna keep the clutter down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we want our house to look good. We That's right. We don't want to spend all of our time cleaning and organizing and reorganizing and it's waste, right? That's right. So, you know, I can be a little crazy on the inside, but the outside's gonna look really good. That's that, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, so um, another kind of um, two big ones that we haven't really quite addressed. We know people to call um, are the well and septic, and gosh, that, both of those just make me sad. Well, because it's a lot of money. It's something you don't <laughs> see, but you you damn well know you need it. Because when you don't have it, you'll you'll be hurt. Exactly. But again, earlier, you know, we mentioned that um, our soil does, you know, perk for a traditional septic. So it's just a little expensive, not, you know, crushing expensive um, to do an alternative septic. So we've got that. Um, Hopefully, there's no problem with a well. I know nothing about them. So that'll be interesting. Um, For me, last time I was on a well, it was on, you know, a small pocket community. And it was a a shared well. It's not like there was a well in your house. Not in your house. You know what I mean. <laughs> right in the middle of the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just like, you know, you had these cautions on because you just, oh, Timmy fell down the well. Right. You need water. You just lower the pail. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. So anyway, again, kind of country living on a well. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing with the well and septic is there's not an abundance of well and septic individuals out there doing this work anymore. So it's, it's harder to find and, you know, you got to kind of wait in line. Yeah. So you're going to handle that boo. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, exactly. And then let's see what else we gonna, we need to tighten things up. Roofing. We've, we've got a roofer that we trust and we've got pricing from, but like to look at other options, just interested in, you know, what makes this shingle better than that shingle. And as you start looking at pricing and you start understanding more of that, it's, I think it's an honest question and I just want to know more about it. So we're going to reach out to some other roofers. And if any roofers are listening to this podcast, please, please reach out because we're, we're interested. Yes. In the Richmond market. Uh, The other thing is grading and clearing. You know, grading is probably the hardest thing that we do in this industry. Now in communities, it's extremely difficult because you've got to be, you've got to be right. You've got to pay attention to the grading plan. And, you know, a big picture when it comes to grading is just thinking about where's the water going to go. When I build this home, when I build this structure, when I build my driveway, whatever I put in, the water has to go somewhere. And before you built your structure, before you cleared the lot, the water went its natural path. And now I build something, I'm obstructing that. I have to think about where's it going. In my experience, grading has been the most expensive thing to do twice. Because <laughs> one, the superintendent doesn't think about this, and two, the grading contractor is like, "Well, I just, I just did whatever worked, right? I did whatever worked on this specific house, not thinking about the big picture community." Now, granted, this is a one-off lot, so it's not as difficult as a community, 
but it still could you could really mess things up if you don't have the right grading contractor so yeah we have a grading contractor that we we've communicated with but looking at other options on that yeah and the option babe is not me on an excavator i'm gonna rent that bobcat or that skid steer (laughs) and you're gonna be out there getting after it put your headphones in yeah i'm thinking no no (laughs) it 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 would be bad and there would probably be some tears yeah it it probably would be bad (laughs) so no to that you know again staying your lane knowing when you need to hire a professional (laughs) absolutely right so with the bids everything we're about 75 percent we have bids on 75% of the construction. So 25% left and then just really dialing in the specs and ensuring our accuracy. Carolyn spoke on it from Windows. Does the window match the spec? Does it match the plans? Are we getting the right quantity? The worst thing that can happen is get a $20,000 bid and find out they left off four windows. And now you got to come up with another, you know, $1,700. But more than that, you got to wait three months to get your windows. Right, right. So sometimes it's it's not just the money, it's it's the time wasted. So e- supply chains are still, you know, an issue. I think that we are correcting in so many subcategories, but still, heck, you can't even get a sub-zero refrigerator in 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, sub-zero is not in our budget today. Wink, wink. But... That that's the ultimate prize for me. <laughs> one one day, but when you think about that from a production timeline, if you're building a house in four to seven months and the takes twelve months to get the fridge, what's the experience like for that customer? I close on my house. Where's my fridge? Well, we told you when you bought the fridge, it's gonna be twelve months. You got five more months of waiting. So Yes, some of those things are improving, which is great. And even better than that, we're not putting a sub-zero fridge in our house. So it doesn't matter to us. That's right. That's right. The funniest <laughs> thing and, you know, cute and sad at the same time, we closed um, our last house in a community. Beautiful, beautiful kitchen. You know, cabinets to the ceiling, 10 foot high. Mm. Beautiful, big old opening for a sub-zero refrigerator. And there sits a little college and dorm size refrigerator. <laughs> It was so puny, so sad. But, you know, folks are willing to do it. They don't have a choice. So anyway, we're not picking that. Um, we'll, we'll be excited in the next week to give you another update, what's going on, what other trades we've buttoned up. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll have a closing date. It's exciting stuff. And, and we really just want to jump on the mics really quick. Just give everybody a quick update. As we're building our home, because I'm sure some of you are following along and you're interested because you've got these same goals. And, hey, we want to share what we're learning with with other people so other people can be successful as well. Yeah. So what's coming up next? Man, we have really been hard at work at teeing up some great guests. And by we, he means him because I haven't done it. I was able to secure the OG of home building. (laughs) He, he, I swear I sent this man a text a year ago, followed up with LinkedIn by sending him a podcast uh, that we did to say, hey, look at the content we're putting out. I want you to be on the podcast with us. Three months later, he said, hey, I've been listening to your podcast. I, I think uh, I, I'd, be, I'd be open to being on the show. Yeah, and that was after we accosted him at a basketball game, right? That's, that's exactly and right. gave him one of our stickers, because, you know, you always have to you, you 
you always have to have them on you. You do. And we we have, <laughs> folks, I'm just telling you, we have nurtured this relationship for the better part of a year. <laughs> and I think we, I'm not counting my chickens, but I am going to put it out there so that he feels some some pressure that he's got to do it now because it's in the world. Frank Lackman, president of Cornerstone Homes, has agreed to be a guest on the podcast. And if uh, if you don't know, Frank has been a massive impact on my career. In more ways than one, and and I owe a lot of where I am today to to his leadership, and and the things that he taught me in, in a leadership role. Right, and and I've known Frank for years, even before you met him. So it's just again coming, you know, full cycle. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of cool. And then we have. Uh. Yep. Today we secured a podcast guest, um, president of a custom home builder, Bermonte Homes, out of Charlottesville. Mr. Christopher Berment, we're going to bring him on to talk about what he's doing with Bermonte Homes, but also to talk about the differences between production and custom. Yeah, it's it's huge. But some people would say, oh, it's all the same thing. So it's like, what better way than to have, you know, for the most of our careers been production builders and and have a, a person who most of his career has been custom building. Like, let's have a discussion about the differences between the two the two arenas. And yeah. And what's the difference? And yeah, I mean, I I'm interested to hear his take because again, like you said, we've been in production world. I work for a semi custom builder, so you know, kind of close that loop and see what he does differently. Yep, I, I think it's going to be really good. Super smart guy, very genuine and and real. So that's going to be really fun. Uh, the the last uh, one that I just teed up is the great Brad Hobart. I mean, one of my favorite people. On social media, he's a home building consultant and the founder of Welcome to Home Building, which is found on LinkedIn or Facebook. And you know, when he started that page, I was like, "That's kind of weird," but he's done really good stuff with it. Oh my gosh, I get so much value from that page. He has the greatest stories and the just the goofiest stuff that happens in home building, and and he just throws it out there in such a delightful way. And I do find myself engaged in them. And as we said before, I typically do not engage on right. LinkedIn or social media like that. More of a wire. Um, but it's it's fun. Um, you know, Brad is always, you know, he'll hit you back. He comments. Yep. I think he genuinely cares about our business. And he was a home builder himself. So it's not just this guy, you know, blowing smoke up his ass. He's, he's done it before. Well, he's done it. He was also the president of that home building business. So he's he has ran a successful business through the recession. Unfortunately, their business didn't survive the recession. But the lessons that he learned from that now on the consultant side and with his welcome to home building page, I could just think it's a wealth of knowledge. And he's such a genuine, humble individual. You wouldn't think this was the president of a home building company. He doesn't have an ego. He's driven to help others succeed. Yeah, I, I totally believe that. So um, I'm excited to get him on the podcast. Yeah, we've we've really gone out of our way to get some new guests. We're interested in talking to others. So if you're interested, hit us up. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and give a five-star review. And share with your friends. That's right. See ya. See ya. Yeah.